Hello there and welcome into the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Neller. And we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. Delighted to be welcoming in the CEO of Cura Home, Daniel Felt, to the show today. Before I give Daniel the introduction he certainly deserves, let me tell you about Career Competitor Com. That's right. If you head to careercompetitor.com right now, you'll learn all about the service that I offer both as a performance coach and as a culture consultant. Everything that I do on a day-to-day basis, including this show, of course, is about optimizing self, optimizing who it is you are and how it is you do what it is you do. Whatever background you come from and wherever your goals may lie, there's an opportunity for the two of us to collaborate and really bring the absolute best of your potential to the surface through that process. My current clients, they are thriving. They are absolutely flying in what it is they're doing right now and nothing makes me happier to make their goals, to make their intentions part of what it is I do each and every day. So you can learn more about what it is I can do for you and I would certainly love to learn more about how I can be of use to you with a free consultation, 30 minute consultation Steve at careercompetitor.com. That's Steve at careercompetitor.com. Be sure to reach out. Let me know all about yourself and how I can potentially be of use to you. Now, let's get to today's episode. As I said before, Daniel Felt joins us. And the topic of our discussion here today is about going beyond the role. Daniel has very much done things in a way where he has consistently had a sense of who he is and a willingness to always be available and there's something about starting a business and I can relate to this where when you can have a couple of what seem quite simple traits like that simple traits but certainly not necessarily easy to be consistent about but those simple traits can really be the key to success and you're going to hear about how Cura Home has been able to build and grow to where it is today but in addition to that the consistency like I say of how Daniel's been able to show up as himself has presented opportunities to be impactful across as many different areas as possible from the beginning, from the outset of building the business. And in addition to that, as he's grown his team, that willingness to be available is something that anybody that's working and looking towards their leader is going to appreciate not only being asked to do things, but truly being willing to be available as well. There's many, many more details that are going to come through this discussion on going beyond the role, but really excited to be welcoming on the CEO of Cura Home, Daniel Felt, to the show. And hey, if you if you like the episode, don't forget there's a five-star rating that you need to be leaving before you go. So don't forget to click that fifth star on the way out. But for now, let's welcome in Daniel Felt to the Career Competitor Podcast, and I hope you all enjoy Okay, I am delighted to be welcoming in Daniel Felt to the Career Competitor Podcast today. Uh, Daniel, you and I are speaking here on a Monday morning as we get our weeks off to a start. How's your weekend? How's it all going? Yeah, everything's great. In, uh, I'm I'm based out of Minnesota, so we actually have summer now. We we skipped spring though. We went from uh, 30 degree weather winter to now it's going to be 80s this week. So apparently spring does not exist, but that we're we're just fine with that as long as summer comes eventually. 
Yeah, yeah, we do the same down in Louisiana. The sadly, the 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 winter's not all that cold, and the summer's pretty damn brutal. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, enough of the weather talk. We'll we'll dive right into what what you're here to do today, man. And and the the theme of this uh, this particular episode is very much going beyond the role, and I'm excited to do that with a with a former fellow summer. Um, yeah, you know, we're we're probably not going to talk too much about swimming because people don't tune into this podcast for that. Uh, but at the same time. You are a former athlete. You you very much buy into the philosophy that our show is about in terms of really aspiring to become the optimal self, being competitive about it. Why don't we just start there, Daniel? Before we start talking too much about the company, tell me about just your upbringing as a competitor, as an athlete. Give me a little bit of insight there. Yeah, for sure. I grew up, I have five siblings. So growing up with that, super competitive. I mean, even at the dinner table, making sure that you uh, you get enough food there. I mean, we always did, but uh, super competitive with five siblings, grew up doing all the, you know, the summer rec stuff, but swimming became a really big part of my life. And, uh, you know, throughout that, my parents, you know, really encouraged me to give it my best. There was a time earlier on when I had like qualified for sections and I, I just wanted to be done. Our, our pool actually in a small town, middle of Minnesota here, actually a lot of times had a chemical issue. So you'd be coughing at practice from all the chlorine or whatever. But uh, my parents really encouraged me at a young age that, hey, if you're going to if you're going to start something, you have to finish it. And, mm. and that was really good. Uh, so, uh, finished out every, that went to sections that year in eighth grade, but ended up as a, a junior went, went to state and, and as a relay, uh, our senior year, what won a state championship. And that was really awesome. Swimming in small towns is not popular, but you know, of course, Steve, like you said, no one is here to listen about swimming, but <laughs> we were the first people ever even go to state and win a championship as a small town was a really cool experience for us. Yeah. No, very cool, man. I love the uh, just the seeds being planted there within your within your life as an athlete. What your parents were sharing there with you, this idea of finishing whatever you start, and and very easy transition into everything that you're doing today. So I'm going to let you keep talking, man, and let you tell us all about your business. Yeah, for sure. Uh, went uh, went through school, studied business. Um, was still very active and competitive and stuff like triathlons. But uh, the opportunity came out to start Cura Home, so we started that in 2016 out of the garage here in in Plymouth, Minnesota. Uh, today, we actually have 25 employees. We service Denver, Dallas, and Atlanta, Georgia, as well as our Minneapolis area. And we have two main core services. The one is a niche business where we offer routine maintenance. It's a home maintenance subscription. We visit your home once a quarter. We do everything you're supposed to be doing as a perfect homeowner, but no one does. So that's about 35 items from cleaning your AC unit, cleaning your dryer vent. We provide and change all your filters. We even change smoke alarm batteries for our clients. And we offer one-time services like air duct cleaning, dryer vent cleaning, and AC unit cleaning. Mm. yeah and like you said it's when we when we initially spoke the all-encompassing component of, of what it is you guys provide is something that uh you know you don't know what you don't know right it's one of the best sayings in life and it sounds like a lot of homeowners don't know what they don't know <laughs> yeah most definitely homes are becoming more more and more complex steve and if you walk through like a department or a you know a store that's selling washing machines every single one now has a filter and that wasn't the case even five years ago so you know, you hear people say things aren't built the way they used to be. Well, yeah, you're kind of right. But also people just don't maintain items the way that they that we used to. And so bringing that into the home really helps appliances last as long as manufacturers say they're going to last and running more efficiently, which help, helps your utility bill. So it's, it's really a win win to help your house run more efficiently. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like an awesome idea. Uh, and we'll certainly be, be plugging all the information people need to know within the show notes. But let's, yeah. let's really get into the, the nitty gritty here of, of, of what you're here for. And, um, you know, a big part of this development from 2016 to where we are now in 2022, now with 25 employees, 
so much about the entrepreneurial experience comes back to what am I willing to do when it comes to going above and beyond what it is that maybe most people within my particular field are willing to do. And like I said at the outset of this chat, you know, we're going to talk about going beyond the role here. So let's start with you, the guy right at the top, the center of this whole thing, right? The CEO. What does it mean to you to, to go beyond the role? Yeah, for sure. For me, it's, you know, I like work is always going to be there, right? Like it's there between eight and five. And so I think it's, it's finding the best version of yourself. So having extracurricular things, my day-to-day stuff, I try to have as much routine as possible. So that's hitting the gym. You know, I have accountability people because when that alarm goes off at in 4am hour, it hurts every single day. It doesn't get easier. So having people that if I don't show up the gym, I'm held accountable. It's taking that cold shower to get feeling refreshed, get ready to go eating healthy so that Hey, by the time you show up at the office between seven and eight, you're ready to go, right? You're, you're, you're equipping yourself to give it your best. And, but one of my biggest things that I've helped that I think has really helped me is I never miss dinner with my family, right? Mm. Like I get home and I do not miss dinner because that is also staying healthy on a, on that mental level and, and, and being there to have dinner with my, my wife and my son is, is really, really important. So going beyond, beyond that's outside of work on the inside of work, it's, it's really important that you are having conversations with your employees on a regular basis, understanding, Hey, what's going on in your, in your life, right? Because if people are stressed outside of work, I've, I've seen our best team members make major screw ups out in in their job. And you start talking to them and it's like, what's going on? And all of a sudden you realize that like, well, my wife is, is sick and she's been in the hospital for three days. It's like, why didn't you tell me that? You know, we could have, we could have figured that out. And so people, you know, I think like, 40, 50, hundred years ago, right? It was like, show up to work, get in line, get an assembly line, do your job and, and, and be happy about it. And that's, that's just not the case anymore. Like it's people work as part of your life and you have to make sure that you're interacting with your team members, you know, what's going on so that, Hey, if your kid is sick on a Friday afternoon or whatever, or any day of the week, go home and take care of your kid, right? Like the company will survive without you for half a day. So I think it's extremely important that, you know, before you start talking about work, you're figuring out what's going on in your team members' lives. Yeah, and it's it's funny how you you separated what you just spoke about there from a inside of work, outside of work. But today, as you said, 30, 40, 50 years ago, there was a very distinguished line between the inside and the outside of work. And mm-hmm. today, that's just not the case. We, we, we are who we are, and we're actually encouraged to be who we are when we come mm-hmm. to the workplace. It's proven through so much leadership work and culture work at the moment that the more you can find true authenticity in those that make up your business, the more successful your business is going to be. And mm-hmm. here you are preaching how you live your life outside of work, as you put it, whether that be just simply based on time or wherever you are in the world at the time. The, f- the fact of the matter is you're bringing those same principles into your role as CEO. That, that, that willingness to be at home for dinner with your family is the same sentiment of being there for an employee as well. And it's one of these beautiful and something that's come up so many times on the pod, um, this idea of simple but not easy. And and so with that being said, what is it about this, that this simple notion that does come easy to you? Yeah, I think for me growing up, my dad was always home for dinner, right? And it just seemed like a a normal thing. And and I don't don't know if it is actually easy. I mean, there's times where (laughs) I want to say like, hey, you know, honeys, I'm not going to be home for dinner, right? Like I... But you get there and your kid comes running up and they, you know, their arms are outreached, right? Like that's gotta be one of my favorite things in the world. And he yells dad as you walk in the door and it's like, work can wait. It's 
always going to be there. And, and people at our company know that we, we work all year long, even though we're in the service industry, we still have work all year long. We slow down a little bit during Christmas, but uh, after the first hits, we're rocking and rolling again and it's, it's going to be there. Right. So it's, mm. it's knowing that what's, what's important. And, and I hope that our, our clientele knows that family is really important and the same way that you want us to take care of your home for you. We take care of our homes as well in, in different formats. So I don't know if it's, it's ever easy, but I think it takes consistency, Steve. It's, it's every day and you don't, don't let today be like, Oh, I'm going to miss today. And then, cause that turns into two days. And all of a sudden you're the guy that's in the office till nine o'clock. Cause if you want to be, there's always going to be work there. You could, you could work forever. Yeah, and that that was something I was looking for there was just some sort of soft skill, some sort of trait that you rely upon and it's consistency. It, mm-hmm. it, it's it's like you said there are going to be days where it isn't easy. There's going to be days where you're getting in the car and you couldn't you can't wait to get home and you're just excited mm-hmm. to be home. And like you said there's some days where you truly just like I I think I could if I wanted to come up with an excuse to stay at work for another hour. And right. uh, you know, it's that type of a day, there's this type of a problem whatever it might be, but that consistency, that routine, you used that word routine earlier as well. Our bodies are they're just machines when it comes to routine. We love routine sure. if we're willing to embrace it and be consistent with it. So, such a really good point there that yes, I, you know, there I was naively sort of saying that it comes easy, but at the same time it's always going to be easier to do with that element of routine, that consistency within what it is we do. But you started talking there about how your clientele can perceive these sort of traits through you as well. So Mm -hmm. moving away from you now to this extension of yourself that is your company, these other 25 employees, let's talk a little bit about what it means for you as a business, as an organization now to go beyond the role. Yeah, for sure. For us, it's all about the core values, right? Like what, who are you as a company? How are you acting behind closed doors and how are you acting out in the public? And, you know, again, I just go back to the way I grew up in growing up in a family business. I watched my parents. I was as a 12 year old, Steve, I was helping my parents do their taxes, right? Understanding that we drove to town to buy a thing, you know, for the business. And so that was a business. That's a, that's a write-off. And, mm. and so I know there's, there's a huge, uh, a meme that goes around that on, uh, from Shit's Creek, but anyways, it's, yeah. it's, you know, knowing what a write-off is right as yeah. a 12 year old is, is uh, really important. And, but what I watched my parents do very consistently was hundred percent of the time, hundred percent of the truth, hundred percent of the time. Mm. And I saw that when it was just us, when we were, ju- it was just us with the, with the business. And I saw that when clients were there in front of them, I saw it when they were on the phone, when my mom was emailing very consistently. And now you've got a company that you've got 25 people, you have representatives in other States that are representing your brand. And when they call with questions, it might be the smallest little thing of how do you do that? And when you trust on your integrity, that that's the basis of who we are, that we're always going to treat our clients the way we always want to be treated. The easiest way that I've ever helped our technicians explain it is pretend that every single client is your grandma, your mom, or your sister. How would you want them to be treated? Because that's the way that we need to treat them every single time. And we do little things getting back into like habits of at each home that we service, try to do one extra thing that the customer wasn't expecting. We've shoveled the sidewalk. We've carried Christmas trees in. We've swept out the garage. Like just do one little thing that we're not charging you for this. I know you were expecting it, but hey, just so you guys know, Jim and Susie, you know, I, you know, I did this or maybe not even mentioning it, but that the way that they're going to remember us as a company is completely different than the next person who's like, you know, in and out and did the bare bones and did a, you know, crap job or upsold you something that wasn't needed. So when you follow the, these, some of these core things and you, and you use these stories to explain to your team members, why, why we do the things that we do and, and who we are, 
it's really easy for them to understand that I would never treat my sister or my grandma or my mom this way. So I'm not going to treat a client that way. And, yeah. and, and I think giving those stories to the employees for them to remember throughout their day, it really helps us maintain the standard quality that we're looking for. And, and suddenly now we start to get this understanding of here I was sort of saying how something can, can be simple, not easy. You make it look easy, but that 100% truth, 100% of the time is where that comes from. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that is the, the authenticity factor that I was talking about, the, the ethical factor that will always steer you in the, in the right direction. Even if it doesn't get you to the right decision, it will have come from the right place. There would have always been the right intuition in the first place when it comes to that. And so this is really interesting now for me because what I'm hearing is someone who's obviously been brought up a certain way, running a business a certain way, encouraging those that you oversee and govern a certain way to do things a certain way and mm-hmm. and that 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 certain way you know it, it's again it's one of these beautiful terms that everyone should just hear it and say oh this isn't this isn't something that's too difficult this shouldn't be a problem at all but this 100% of the truth 100% of the time thing goes both ways in the sense of it can help you be successful but it can also get you through the tough stuff Mm-hmm. Get you through the, it can get you through the tough times because it allows you to fall back on principles that have gotten you to where it is you are already. So let's right. talk a little bit about adversity. You know, I'm, I'm assuming you didn't just start this thing in 2016 and it was just nothing but sunshine and rainbows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, what does this philosophy of going beyond the role, being 100% true 100% of the time, how, how has this served you in these difficult moments? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to tell you a story, Steve, about, um, I know we haven't talked about, about, about training for triathlons and, and yeah. lessons that I learned from that and okay. pulling that into the difficulties. Uh, for me, completed 28 triathlons, completed an Ironman. I'm mm-hmm. training for the Ironman. I'm, the race is in September and in May, I break my foot. And, and I'm like, this is, this is horrible. I was supposed to run a marathon in a few weeks, right? And the doctor's like, whatever you had planned for the summer, cancel it. Mm-hmm. And I asked the simple question of, well, what, what can I do? And he said, anything that doesn't hurt. Well, I was able to be in the pool two days later. I was on my bike in like two weeks and I was actually running three weeks later. So all this like pain-free following doctor's orders, you know, my mom wasn't too happy with it, but you go through this and you've got this nine month training period as, as an athlete that you're trying to complete this huge race. And there's going to be hiccups in it. It doesn't go super easy. And starting a company, you start and you launch a website and you think, people are going to start calling me as soon as I hit live. Well, it's not the case, right? You, you takes a long time to get really good at this. When you talk to these athletes that are top notch, you know, Olympians or whatever it is, they didn't start last week training for this. I mean, they were like on skates at four years old or whatever it is. You know, I'm sure you've heard all the stories, Steve. And, and so going through a business, we start out right. And we're offering a monthly maintenance plan and no one is signing up. And it's like, well, do you, do you just quit? And as well, luckily for me, I surveyed a few people and I just said, I want to know why aren't you a customer? Mm. I, it's fine that you're not, but why not? And one guy finally said, he's like, I, I just don't think you need to be in my house once a month. If you would say quarterly, I would have signed up immediately. Well, I followed up with, I had in the first six months, I had signed on 11 clients, which was not getting me anywhere. And I followed up with a ton of people I gave an estimate to. And on January 2nd, 2017, 11 more people signed on for the quarterly visit. So Cure Home doubled in one day. And it's just by staying consistent, right? And, and in training the same way, you're, you're trying something, you're not getting better, you're not getting faster, whatever it is. And it's like, we got to change something up, right? Change your mm-hmm. technique, change your flip turn, whatever, whatever it is, you've got to change something here and, and start asking questions. And that's probably been the biggest thing that's really helped me to, to get through these different levels. 
because there's for sure these invisible ceilings that you hit at different levels. And for some people, it's financial levels. Some for others, it's it's the number of employees. I feel like for for us, it's been these financial like you hit a million and you're and you're like hitting your head. You can't get past it. It's like why can't we get past this? And then you talk to someone else that's doing five million in their business, and they say, "Well, have you tried this?" And all of a sudden, boom! You you have another little like <laughs> right. another little uh, boost there. So asking a lot of questions has really helped me get through the many, many struggles. I think on the outside, it looks really beautiful and you've got all these Google reviews and you have all these vans right. going on the road, but man, it is it on the inside. You're constantly battling your debt. You're constantly trying to push for the next level. But that, that element of curiosity to come from that place of what can I do mm-hmm. at all times is always going to serve you in the, in the, in the long term, And it goes again, like so many things I'm, I'm, you know, you're probably learning with me, especially if you've not listened to the show before, like it's, it, it, for, for me, I always like to see things from as many different perspectives as possible. Mm-hmm. So when you say something like, what can I do? What I hear is someone that's, you know, when you're going through adversity, what can I do? But at the same time, going back to the points you were making about the service that you're providing, even when you're doing everything that's expected within the role, you're still asking that question, what can I do? And that's where you do these one or two extra things when, uh, you know, technicians go out and, and they're doing services, for example. But that desire to ask questions that, always that coming from that place of curiosity is mm-hmm. always going to serve you and the only reason i've not brought up the ironman the triathlon stuff at this point daniel is that i don't like giving people the opportunity to prove that they're in better shape than i am on the show <laughs> so Steve, that was many years ago i i <laughs> promise you you could probably beat me uh today so that's that was many uh that was in 2012 so i unfortunately am am, am not the uh ironman athlete that i that i once, you once was. were okay well that's good we've both humbled one another a little bit i yeah, appreciate that definitely. that's good that's good yeah. um well good stuff man well listen you know the, the the one area that i'd love to try and hit as well um before before i let you go is is you know the show's about being competitive mm-hmm. and obviously you've proven why it is you're competitive within the industry that you're in up to this point but as you've alluded to you've hit some some of these sort of invisible ceilings as you've gone so far mm-hmm. and you found ways to keep moving on past them what does the future look like and what does it mean to you answer answer this part of it first for me what does it mean to you to be competitive within this industry that you're in yeah I think a lot of people, if you would, would answer that, they would say, well, you know, I'm going to beat the other guy who's offering the same services for mm, us. Sure. And, you know, in reading books and understanding, and, and I think a, a, a common comparison is the Microsoft and Apple, right? And, mm. a, and, and someone had attended both, both conferences and Apple talked about the future, future, future. And Microsoft talked about how they're going to beat Apple, all this stuff. And so for us being competitive, um, taking that as a note is we're not going to try and beat the guy that's a few miles down the road and he's also offering the same service. We're going to beat us. We're going to do this, this May, we're going to do better than we did last May. And, and we're going to do that. And it's, it's not because of the, the money. It's not because of anything. It's just simply to do it. And, and some, like my parents often ask me like, why, like, what's the reason it's like, because it's fun. It's really, really fun to grow a business. It's fun to give employees more money, more PTO, uh, a company vehicle. It's, it's really fun to be able to give these things by using some of these God-given talents that you have and if you're, if we're not doing more, if we're not competing, I get bored and I'm like, well, why don't we start another state, right? Like let's open another state. So we have to constantly be challenging because maybe I have ADD. I don't know. I don't know if I have that stuff, but if I get bored, it's bad for the company. Cause all of a sudden we're, we're like launching this and launching that. So constantly challenging yourself to get better and bring it back to like the athlete side. Like if you, you know, swim a 49 and hundred freestyle and you're like, well, I'm happy. I beat sub 50. It's like, well, 
well, then what's the point of going to practice tomorrow if you're content? Like, yeah. you know, coming into work and continuously challenging yourself and pushing those huge goals is just really crucial. And I, I really hope that the competitors that they're that they're doing great and there's food on the table and their employees are taken care of. But I also I I I I, I challenge them to you know hop on. Let's let you challenge us because you know two gas stations next to each other do better than than separated. So um, mm-hmm. so we really try to focus on the future and beating the crap out of who we were last year. That's our main focus. We don't drive by a competitor and count how many vans they have in their parking lot. We don't care about that. It's all about um, doing bigger, better things each year. Yeah, and, and there's always going to be room for the outward extrinsic um, analysis, if you will. You know, that ability to always see what the competitors are doing. That information is so easily accessible in this day and age. The the juicy stuff, the stuff that really is worth getting your hands dirty over, it's it's all inward. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, this show is all about self-development and, and aspiring to become our optimal selves. And quite frankly, we're limiting ourselves if we're always focused on what's going on around us and we're not focusing on what's going on inside. And, and you're talking about this from a company standpoint. You're saying like, hey, what... Let's let's look back. It's May right now. Where were we this time last year? What are we doing better? What can we still improve upon? Why have we not done it yet? And right. by the time next year, when we get to May of 2023, should we have should we have achieved this and this by then? Yes, because we've looked inwardly and we've looked at what it is we can do better. And sure. that's um, that's awesome stuff, man. And it, it all comes from this athlete mindset, and there's no doubt about it. And that's mm-hmm. what this show was born out of. It's clear that that's what you're entire trajectory as a businessman for the sounds of it has, has really mm-hmm. been born out of as well so let's just leave our listeners here maybe with one lasting thought from you daniel in terms of just you know as the competitors you are the athlete that you identify as um what is that what is that as an entrepreneur successful one at that what is that sort of lasting piece of advice that you like to maybe pass on to people yeah I think that in, in both in, in sports and in business, like not every day is a really nice, easy jog down the road. There's, there's always going to be trials, but you got to get out there and you've got to do it. And, and when you're done with the day and you gave your best, whether that's at practice or, or in business, it's always way better. No one ever leaves the gym and regrets that they, that they went and in business it's, it's exhausting. It's really, really challenging to be an entrepreneur or a top level person, but you've got to cross the finish line. You've got to get up. You've got to go. Don't hit snooze on the alarm clock. You got to give it your best each day and and results come in time. You just got to keep on grinding. That's great stuff. That's great stuff. Well, as the coach on this podcast, I can tell all our listeners that there's some advice here that you need to be writing down. You need to be paying attention to and you need to be finding ways to implement. Uh, clearly, Daniel's doing some pretty impressive things. And before I let you go, brother, why don't you just tell everyone when they can learn more about yourself and also the business? Yeah, for sure. I'm available on LinkedIn, Daniel Felt, otherwise kirahome.com, K-U-R-A. We're really, really active on social media. We'd love to connect with you. If anyone's ever interested in Kira Home, the services, we uh, service four states. We're also offering franchises. So we'd love to connect in whatever way possible. Fantastic stuff. Daniel, I appreciate the time. Thank you again for joining us on the show. And uh, man, best of luck to you. I can't wait to just continue to to watch the uh, the success that, that Kira Homes has. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate being a guest. And my thanks again to Daniel for joining us on the show today. And when you look at the focus here of this particular episode of Going Beyond the Role, sometimes a willingness to ask is about all you need to do in order to consistently go beyond the role. Looking across the way people are selecting their jobs or choosing to either leave or stay in their jobs however you want to put it 
so much of this discussion over the last 12 to 18 months has come down to purpose. And if you find purpose in what it is you're doing, then you're probably going to be asking how you can do more of it, how you can be of more use. So right there at the surface, you realize that the purpose that Daniel has within his work is obviously great. But in addition to that, when you're able to instill those characteristics within those that make up the company, clearly the purpose is strong within those members of staff as well. So just that ability to ask and more than anything, having that desire to ask is a great way to consistently go beyond the role. It's not always easy, as Daniel mentions within the, within the interview, but the consistency to go beyond the role is immediately heightened when you just have that willingness to ask and get yourself involved. What can I do? If there's not many options or someone's struggling or whatever it might be, how can you look at a situation like that and just simply ask the question, what can I do? Something as simple as that can have such a lasting impact on those you work with and obviously the performance of the company as well. So it's a team mindset and you're trying to look for ways to to tailor what it is you do to the needs of the company. And by simply being available and having a willingness to ask, sometimes something as simple as that can go a long way towards being able to go beyond the role that you have within the work that you do. So fantastic discussion. So glad that Daniel was able to come on. And I, I hope you you felt that type of insight, that type of injection of, of knowledge, uh, of awareness that you can truly take into what it is you do all the time. I'm always keen to learn how we're doing on the show in terms of whether you feel as though you're being coached because a big part of the intention behind this show is exactly that. I want you to listen to an episode and feel as though you're receiving the type of insight you would expect from a coach. After all, that's what I am and I have coaches come on the show. But at the same time, I don't want those messages to be lost and I want to make sure that they're being impactful too. So again, the way I asked you to reach out to me, it's steve at careercompetitor.com. At the beginning of the show, if you're interested in having me as a coach, forget that part. I'd love to hear from you. Just tell me how the, how you think you're receiving the show. How are you feeling about the quality of the show? Ratings are great, and I always want those five-star ratings to come in. But at the same time, just let me know what you think. How does it hit with you? How are you being impacted by it? And hey, if this is the first time you're listening to the show, firstly, I appreciate you joining us. Secondly, don't be shy. Get yourself subscribed to the show now and also go back and and take in a few more episodes. The content is consistently at this level. It's always impactful. It's always got that ability to be impactful across just about all areas and all types of people with all types of background, whatever it may be. So again, I appreciate you joining us. Would love to hear from you. And in the meantime, listen, keep up the great work, whatever it is you're doing. Keep coming back for more insight and motivation from the Career Competitor Podcast. Take care. All the best. Bye for now.